Welcome to Abiding Podcast. Um, this week's Monday Musings, I actually, I'm actually going to share about one of my favorite books in the Bible, um, and this is the book of Song of Songs. Um, I particularly love it for my own personal devotional time with Jesus because there are two key ways of reading this book in the Bible. There's either reading it as the Song of Solomon as him writing this about his relationship with a woman. But the other way of reading this is as Jesus in relationship with the church, with his bride. And it's particularly interesting when you read it like that because because it leads to an understanding of what the love of Jesus looks like for us. Um, and I just, yeah, so I would encourage you to, if you've never attempted to read Song of Songs or Songs of Solomon through the lens of seeing it as Jesus to his bride, I encourage you to give that a try. Um, but yeah, there's just a few things that I really love about the way that it's done or the way that it's written and what it says and what it teaches us about Jesus' love for us. Um, I love the fact that there are headings for different people talking. It's almost like you can read it almost like a, a script that this person is speaking here and these people are speaking here and this is when... So there's she who is the Shulamite or the bride and then you've got he who is either Solomon or Jesus, depending on how you want to read it. And I, what I love doing, especially when I'm looking to experience what it feels like to be loved by Jesus, is I read through what he has to say about her, what he has to say about the church. And it can be a little uncomfortable if you're a guy having to read lines like, oh, most beautiful among women. And that being a ref reference to the church, to the, the body as a whole. So he looks at us and he sees us as beautiful. And I love reading this book in a few different versions. And there's a great moment in, and it's particularly clear in the Passion Translation in chapter one, where um, the Shulamite talks to her friends and says, please don't share, uh, stare in scorn because my dark and sinful ways. But then he, Jesus, in verse 8, so that was chapter 1, verse 6 in the Passion Translation. In verse 8, he says, listen, my radiant one. There's a correction of the way that we see ourselves versus the way that Jesus sees us, that we might see ourselves as dark and as sinful in being caught up in the ways of the world, but he goes, listen, my radiant one, you are shining. And in another verse I love is um, Song of Songs, 2 verse 2 which says as a lily among brambles so is my love among the young women there it's i love that image because it is the only when he looks at us he we're the only life he sees in a sea of death there are brambles everywhere there are things that all kind of are there to attach to things and choke things out but there's this lily this beautiful flower this sign of life and in this sea of of what looks dead to Jesus, that we are the only thing that captures his eye. And, and he goes on to 
talk about how he wants to see us and how he wants to hear from us. And there is, I think there's a real lack of understanding or a realization or a revelation of the desire that Jesus has for us. We talk, we always talk about John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And we, we, it rolls off the tongue, it's common to us, but we don't talk about how much he really, really wants us. That Jesus came to earth and died and rose again from the dead so that we could be in relationship with him. Him dying on a cross was what won us into being his bride. It is what cleansed us. And in chapter 2, verse 14, he says, Let me see your face, let me hear your voice, for your voice is sweet and your face is lovely. Again, I love that because one, it shows his desire for us. He wants to hear our voice. He wants to see our faces. He wants that one-to-one. He wants that time with his bride. But he also goes on to say, it's not, it's not just because, oh, you're the church, so I should love you. It's like, no, your voice is sweet and your face is lovely. And, and then as we go further in, as we go into chapter four, and I particularly love chapter four kind of for two reasons. One is where, where Jesus is saying, um, you are altogether beautiful, my love. There is no flaw in you. And I love that verse, that's verse 7 in chapter 4, because it highlights what it looks like for us to be seen by Jesus or seen by God after the cross. That, yes, we might be able to see flaws, like earlier in chapter 2, we're talking, the, the bride is talking about this dark, dark and sinful way that it has, and, it's, and Jesus goes, hey, no, you're radiant. Jesus is bringing this, this is my perspective of you. You might see darkness in sinful ways, but I see radiance. I see life among death and I see you flawless. And the next couple verses down, this one I love particularly, and this one always brings me back to Jesus in a real confidence in the way that I approach him. It's chapter four, verse nine, and it says, you have captivated my heart, my sister, my bride. You have captivated my heart with one glance of your eyes. And I particularly love that phrasing and that image because I just imagine him sat here looking at the side of my face, waiting for me to turn and look at him. And when I do, I have his undivided attention. He is captivated. The Passion Translation says, he is held hostage by the look of our eyes and if anything the the few verses that i've picked out of song of songs for for this time highlight the fact that he sees us differently to the way that we see ourselves he is already he's always waiting ready to receive us and he is longing for those moments he is longing to have those moments with us so i just want to encourage you that when it comes to spending time with Jesus, and if you've done things that you know you shouldn't have, you've fought things or said things that you shouldn't have, there is grace, there is, there is a Jesus waiting, longing to just see your face. And when you turn up, even in your dark and sinful ways, he is waiting and longing to hear your voice and to see your face because your face is lovely and your voice is sweet. And when you do turn up, you have his undivided attention. And 
what is our response to love like that by Jesus? That that he loves us so much that he is always longing for more of us. He's interceding. Him and he is interceding for us in the heavenly places right now at the right hand of the Father. He is so wanting us to come into maturity, to become more and more radiant, more and more into the things that he sees in us. Because there are two, there's, we live in this like now and not yet. We have a state of being righteous. We are the righteousness of Jesus, but we are always becoming more righteous in the way that we conduct ourselves. So the way that Jesus sees us never changes, but he is always interceding and longing for us to become more and more like him and more and more like the righteousness that he gave to us. So what is our response? Is our response merely two hours on a Sunday? Or do we take every opportunity that we can get to glance at him, to glance at him with our eyes and hold him captive? Have undivided time with the creator of the universe, the one who spoke things into being, is captivated by one glance of our eyes. And there is a deep, deep, intimate relationship that he's waiting to have with you, one where you experience his presence and get to know him deeply. But this isn't just talk, this isn't just adopting the right language of having the secret place or doing the right things and saying the right words. Because with all things, um, there is a danger in just talking about it. Eric Gilmore says it like this, the most dangerous thing about the intimacy movement is that there are people that are adopting the language without adopting the culture, without adopting the fact that it costs you time. It costs you, it, yeah, it costs you time to spend with Jesus. There's got to be times when you choose to spend time with Jesus over your friends, spend time with Jesus over anything else that you want to be doing. And I always think of it like this, and I may have used this example in another episode, but it's my, my go-to, is we are, the book ends, the Bible ends with a wedding feast. We're going to be the bride, and Christ is going to be the bridegroom, and he's waiting on that day to receive his bride. But right now we're in that state of engagement. We're waiting for the wedding day. But there are some of us that we think that spending two hours a week on our beloved, to spend two hours a week on spending time with Jesus is enough. And the worrying thing is, is that if we knew an engaged couple that only spent two hours a week together, we'd be concerned whether or not they should get married. There would be a concern over their lack of commitment to one another, of wanting to be around each other. So I just want to challenge you to make time for him this week, to find a desire. Let it, Even more simple, go shut your door in your room and have time where you just... Let him pour his love on you. Ask him to come. Let Ask Holy Spirit to come to release his love in the room. Let his presence come and fill that space and become overwhelmed by that love for, him, for you. And if you're 
not so much into the sitting and waiting and not don't really know and your mind wanders I advise you pick up Song of Songs and read through some of the verses that I've mentioned of him saying I want to hear your voice for your voice is sweet and because he wants to see your face because your face is lovely yeah I thank you guys for listening I just so wanted to encourage you guys with that because it is so 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 important that we get that there is more to this faith walk than just doing the right things and saying the right things but there is a deeply deeply intimate relationship with the creator of the universe with our bridegroom with our beloved waiting for you and it is one turn of your affection away god bless you guys see you again soon